Hey, are you like us and trying to make your own podcast but aren't really sure where to get started? Well, when we first began, we didn't really know how to get our podcast out there to the hundreds of different podcast platforms. That's where Anchor comes in. Anchor is your one-stop shop for all things podcasting from start to finish. It allows you to record and edit your podcast and then when you're ready to publish, distributes it to a ton of podcasting platforms including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Once you've posted your episode, Anchor tracks listening across platforms and graphs your performance across countries, age groups and platforms. That's how we know that 4% of our listeners are in Hong Kong. If you're listening from Hong Kong right now, well, thank you. And Anchor is totally free. To get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's a n c h o r.fm to get started. Now back to the pod. Get get ready, get ready. <laughs> Cricket was already inputted it, they just have to press enter next. Kohli must have said I want this balance, I want the balance. Smash is probably no, a 2-1 loss. Don't say one series, be, be specific with numbers, okay? Yeah. And listen, yeah. putting some pressure on you. Um, Steve Buckner, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you basically uh, copied me. You copied me from me. I don't care, I just think, I just don't want it to happen. It's... Hi guys, welcome back to All About Sports, the podcast. We are back again with another episode. Uh, you guys are joined by a regular host, Mazar, Aniket, Rishab, and myself, Shubham. Uh, but today's episode is a little different. Uh, it's a guest episode, and we have a special guest, Danish Karnak. Uh, Danish is an um, avid uh, sports viewer, sports fan, sports enthusiast, and he has a lot of um, information and knowledge about cricket. Uh, so today's episode is going to be um, obviously, we'll be discussing cricket, uh, and we'll be using uh, Danish's expertise and his know how about cricket to discuss the upcoming India Australia series. Um, the series is starting soon, and uh, we'll be discussing a lot of things in terms of team selection, in terms of the players to watch out for, uh, in terms of the past uh, past squads as co- uh, compared to the present squad. Uh, so to start off with, Danish, firstly, thank you for coming on our podcast. Um, and to start off with, uh, let's let's talk about the team selection. What do you think of the current squad that's been selected for Team India? There has been a little bit of controversy around uh, Rohit Sharma. And obviously now Virat Kohli also will just play the first test and then he'll move out. Uh, what do you think of our of our squad in general in terms of the strength? And what do you like? Yeah, what are your thoughts on it basically? First to address the Rohit Sharma situation, I think now that's pretty clear. Um, yes, in the beginning it was it was done very weirdly because uh, he was left out. But so the whole thing was that the Indian uh, physio and the Mumbai Indian physio was the same person. So what had happened there was that he officially told BCCI that he's 70, 70% fit and it's a hamstring injury. So we've all had, like everyone here knows what a hamstring injury is. It's something that a physio can tell you how bad or good it is and it, you could make it worse. So in Rohit Sharma's case, uh, they didn't come out clearly and tell us the whole thing. But today Rohit Sharma came out and said himself that his hamstring wasn't good. He needed this break. He needed to not be part of... Uh, the one-day white ball series and he's going to be flying down for the test. So, I think now it's pretty clear the way they did it initially. Even I was pretty shocked with the way they did it. But now, both sides have come out and I think made it pretty clear. And with regards to now, with Luki and Rohit Sharma, I think Ravi Shastri right now only have given them four or five days to fly to uh, Australia uh, or, else or, they, or else they are doubt for selection for the first test. So, even Rohit Sharma is running a race against time. With regards to Kohli that you asked me, I think you can go on either sides of the fence for me. Like, 
as i can give you an example siraj's mohammed siraj's father's passed away he is your natarajan delivered a baby natarajan had his first baby he continued on with the ipl so i think it's where you're at life where like i guess kohli can do what he did and i don't blame him completely for it because if you see our next year schedule right now it's packed and if this biosecure bubble remains i think it's too much pressure it's too much pressure on any cricketer or any sportsman so i don't think it's the worst thing but it's going to affect india and the test matches big time it's going to really affect them cuz i'm worried for the batting this time with him out yeah i totally agree with and i and i kind of get that point of indian cricketers play so much cricket dude like bcci finds a way in any break that they have they'll fit in on ipl also so like indian cricketers play so much and someone like like you mentioned like a um like a siraj it's his I mean it's his first call up to the indian cricket team the flexibility to not take a series like that is probably low or obviously his circumstances is extremely unfortunate yeah. whereas kohli i think has earned the right probably at this point in his career having played so much and will continue to play so much next year as well to maybe take a bit of a um break yeah so one thing that you brought up very interestingly and that's that's actually quite factual considering the fact that kohli will be out Uh, and our batting lineup is not probably looking the strongest then we also have kl rahul coming back in who has not really had a very successful previous uh, india australia series where i believe he just got 57 runs in five innings and now he's coming back in the squad and most probably he will fill up the space that um, kohli will be um, will be like because he'll be leaving so he will be coming in so if we deep dive into it a little bit more in terms of india batting lineup uh, what do you think like what do you think in terms of test how do you how do you see us going i'll give you the funny part first forget the batting you tell me who's going to be the captain who's announced our test captain tell me that has anyone thought about that our captain hasn't been announced ajinkya rahane has hit 100 or 200 in the last two or three years he hit a 100 just before the lockdown to save himself back at least secure that number 5 spot of his he doesn't perform in the first test match rohit sharma has an average or rohit sharma is a very good test match Then do you make Rohit Sharma the captain and Ajinkya Rahane who's been vice captain for five years now? Or also, what do you do with that? That's one question no one has raised, and it's just been playing on in my mind for the longest time. Who is captaining India? Because you can't have Ajinkya Rahane scoring twenty and thirty and going out there and talking banter with these Australians. They will bash him up. They will not let him bat in peace with the with the way they'll come at him. I know he's experienced, he's class. I I have respect for him, but I am really scared who's going to captain India in the Test matches. And I that's actually, going to be a fun one to see. So, Danish, I actually thought about this as well, and there was one name which properly came up to my mind. Sadly, his track record in recent times has been so bad, like in reputation-wise, at least, is Ravi Ashwin. He's by far still uh, a main spin bowler in Test match cricket. He is a proven leader. He knows how to give it back. He definitely is infamous for that. man cutting incident especially uh with josh butler he's the only potential capable sort of leader but he's not going to be captain and we all know that so yeah, and even, an, it's another reason i'll tell you why he's not going to be captain is because see if if i think both teams are going to play seven batsmen four bowlers in the test series because to match with our our bowlers none of us none of them give them batting except if you play jadeja or you play ashwin as a spinner So my point is, you play three fast bowlers and one spinner, and again, Ashwin doesn't have a good game. You have Kuldeep and you have Jadeja to decide who you want to bring in. So again, it again, if you're playing one spinner and you have three spinners, your captain has to be someone in Test match that that is leading from the front, especially when you go 
to places like Australia, England, the captain needs to be in the right frame of zone because it's way more. And T20 one day, there's a lot of back end in test match. You play a full day, gut feelings, confidence, I think plays a huge role in test cricket. No, that's a that's a great point. And I so I, the funny thing is, so we have weirdly who at least at the domestic level, a few people who who've captained right either IPL or at the domestic level. You have Rohit, you have um, KL obviously for for Kings Eleven, and then of course Rahane, um, who has some experience at the domestic level and and has ex- had experience captaining India when Kohli's been out as well. But that's a good point. I didn't think about it actually. Yeah, there isn't really a good replacement when Kohli heads out. <laughs> See, if, if Ajinkya hits the 50 or 100, this conversation is null and void. Because then yeah. it will be very easy and Shastri and everyone will breathe a sigh of relief saying, my God, we have to make, we have to have three captains in one series. Yeah. So if you make Ajinkya, he doesn't perform and then you get forced to drop him, then it's, it's, it's terrible. Then you know where the series is going. And, you know, I, I like that you brought that up because I know, see, 90% of our discussion will be, uh, you know, focused on the Indian team. One question I want to ask on the Australian team, similar question, Tim Payne is captain for Australia. I was looking at his, some of his numbers. He is like blatantly average at batting. He is averaging 30, 31. He's never scored a century in 50 innings in tests. Would this guy be in the squad if not for the fact that he's, he seems to be a decent captain? But if not for that, I don't know if he'd be in the squad. He's not a leading for that, the front guy. Absolutely right. And But as you said, he has, he has a couple of tasks, right? He wicked keeps and he's the top captain. So that's what's saving him from someone like Ajinkya. Ajinkya is an out-and-out number five batsman. He's not giving you bowling. He's not giving you anything else. You see just runs. Payne came and took over this Australian team when Smith and Warner had that whole incident. And he really at least kept their chins up. That last series against us, like Kohli was bullying them. He actually led them. I completely agree that that's not a reason he needs to stay in the team. But yeah, he also, like Ajinkya, had a couple of performances last year just to just about to, again, keep him in the squad and not, not put a, raise an eyebrow about his position. And Dani is sticking to what uh, Rishabh just brought up in terms of um, Australia, Australia team selection. So this year in Australia, uh, in the Australian team, we have Steve Smith and David Warner back, who weren't there in the previous series. So obviously that makes them a stronger team. What's your view on Australia's team selection and the fact that these two players have, have come back from the team? Uh, what's your What's your take on it? I think they're strong, man. They 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 have all corners covered. They're at home. They need their four bowlers. Stark has not played IPL. That man's going to be raring to run in and bowl 15 overs in a day in test match. There are guys. I hope Ishant is there because if you're playing four bowlers, you need guys that are going to bowl long spells. Cummins does that for fun. Stark is going to do that for fun. Here we have fit bowlers. I love our Indian bowling. It's never been as good as it is right now. But to match a fully rested Stark and remember, the fast bowling unit for all the three formats is going to be more or less the same. India is going to have Shami and Bumra playing all the game. Uh, these guys are not going to have Hazelwood playing probably only in the T20s, but Hazelwood is going to play with Stark and Cummins through the one days and test matches. So their bowling is set. They'll play line in the one days. So you're basically playing their front four bowlers in the one days. You get that feel over there. I feel they're set. Australia is really set. I, I, India is going to have a tough. They're not going to win down under for sure. We draw, I think it's a big thing, especially with this whole Kohli thing. Someone needs to step up. I don't know who. Like Hanuman Vihari, if like for people watching, I was shocked he kept his place. He had to keep his place because on what ground did you uh, uh, drop him? But man, this guy also has a big number six because look at the amount of openers he's taken in the test squad with uh, Shubham Gill and stuff like that. I th- I'm just going to give Hanuman Vihari one test if I was there. Like if I had to even start him, if there was pressure, or I would even wouldn't mind putting in a 
Shubham Gail or someone at six because at the end of the day at six I don't mind having another opener there because many a times if your days are good your top your top five bats about seventy overs and the number six quite a few times faces the new ball so to have an opener there in Test matches I don't think makes any difference so Hanuman Vyari also is like an Ajinkya Rani for me even even in the worst case but yeah these two need to perform really need to perform because otherwise I don't see how four bowlers and this Saha also. Not too much with the bat. He's had a beautiful end to the IPL. The best I've seen him bat in his life, according to me. And but again, you go to Australia. These bouncy wickets. It's a different ball game. Rishabh Pant again, average IPL keep wicket keeping wise. Saha is probably one of the best glove glovemen currently in the world. So again, you probably have to pick Saha based on that and on the IPL form. And I hope he also performs with the bat. So that low middle order is really scaring me. For the test matches, so, I mean, uh, just just to put it into context, we are scared about a lower middle order, right? But Australia is a team which historically has some of their bowlers put like a 80 run partnership, 90 run partnership. We have and nothing. It's, it's immensely frustrating when Mitchell Stark is just going to he's just going to stand there, hold his bat out, face the ball he can, knock it around, and. It's, you know, just run the team down. It's not fun to watch. And yeah. we are, I mean, Danish just said it. We are skeptical about our lower middle order. Number five, six, seven. Yeah. You don't know how it's going to go. And yeah. these, I'm sure, okay, Nathan Lyon had more runs than KL Rahul in the last two <laughs> down under. It's, I think that is one of the most frustrating things about watching India play in Australia. <laughs> that we cannot score the lower... From number five on, it's not fun to watch. No, so I was just going to add that you know you mentioned that uh, our middle order is worrisome, but I'm just looking at it that it is worrisome because firstly, none of them really have experience of playing in Australia, so that's the worst part. And the fact that they are inconsistent already is even more worrisome. So I think that's the most threatening thing. The one thing I do like about having Jadeja coming in as that number seven uh, is he is somewhat consistent. You know what you will get from Jadeja. You will get your 30-odd, 40-odd runs. He'll pinch runs around and he's obviously more than handy with the ball. So, And Jadeja is someone who I don't think is affected by conditions. He can play on any wicket. He's proven it. He's successful in England. Uh, I think so that slot should be taken by Jadeja, but then that brings me brings us back to the point of what do we do with our bowling lineup then? Because there's no way we can't play three pacers. And Danish, you're absolutely right. We definitely, definitely need Ishan Sharma fit. Uh, I do not trust Umesh Yadav with. Uh, I don't in, even. Like, I don't even see. Spells. Sorry, I don't see Umesh Yadav. I'd rather give my hand at Navdeep Saini. I'd give Navdeep Saini a debut. I'd give Navdeep Saini a debut. Hundred percent. He has the pace. He has yeah. the pace, he's proven in metal in the Ranji, very consistent, hits the slot. He's generally outside of, at least if you've watched his Ranji Trophy games, he's very, very good with line and length. And he and he bowls perfect Yorkers. We saw that in the yeah. IPL. So, definitely. And with Kohli being there, I'm optimistic that that might happen because of the Bangalore connect. Yeah, yeah, he so, loves his Bangalore ball. Yes. <laughs> How Shivangi has played for India, I'll never understand. <laughs> <laughs>
So, so one thing that it was very interesting what he brought up, Danish, is um, uh, is the skepticism with the middle order and obviously the captaincy issue that we're facing and how the Australian team has um, all corners covered and they're looking very strong. So this brings me to the second uh, question I'd like to um, uh, discuss with you is you said everything that you've had to say about today's current team selection. But if you go back and compare the Indian teams of old um, and the Australian teams of old, what do you think, where does India stand today in terms of uh, how, how, how good the squad is, how good the depth is, how good the batsmen, bowlers are as compared to our historic teams? Um, let, let's see like the 2003-2004 the team or the 2008 team. Uh, any any uh, relations that you can see out there? Do you think we are better placed or we are worse off? What's your take out there? So I keep Kohli in it. I don't take out Kohli from this team. I leave it there. For me, we it it it's about I would say the batting of the 2003-2004 era just because of that deadly middle order of Dravid, Tendulkar, uh, Lakshman, and uh, Ganguly. Okay. I would I would just tip it in that favor. But bowling, there's no comparison, man. Over there also, we used to go to Australia and tell Harbhajan and Kumble to take wickets. So, there's no comparison in the bowling at all for me. We are fortunate. IPL, has, this is the one great thing IPL has done. It's found us quality bowlers. It's given them a platform, not just Ranji Trophy, dead wickets where they probably break their backs in more time and can't make it to the highest level. But, yeah, man, like bowling-wise, India, the fast bowling is the best I've ever seen. And that's where we have our chance. Because Shami's tail is up. Umrah's tail is up. They remain fit as ever. We have a chance in the test matches. Then, then only thing the batting needs to help them. But whoever be the spinner, the spinner is going to do a good job. I'm sure of that. We've got three quality spinners. Even though Kuldeep's not had too much time. But at least he gives you that risk spinning option. So any wicket that turns, you can bring in Kuldeep. But the problem again is none of, your, none of those lower guys give you the batting. So yeah, coming back to the question. Sorry, I would, I would say that I would go with this team as a whole to Australia. But yeah, batting-wise, obviously, you take those Tendulkars and all, man, how can you not? Sevag opening the batting there. Like, it was it was something else, man. And watching Sevag, I remember used to, I used to wake up at 6, 7 in the morning to watch him bat back in the day before school and though there used to be Asas Chopra and him come out to bat. And my God, the polls that they were. One guy was 0 of 100, one guy was 100 of 10. And I used to be, wow, dude, just watch him bat and it was Sevag was something else, man. In these series where everything was bowlers are going to do this, that, he took it to another level. And then you had all the gods in the middle. The, the 20s thing, gods. <laughs> the good thing is we have an Akash Chopra type in Chateshwar Pujara. Now, Chateshwar is a lot better, I admittedly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's your Rahul Dravid. That's your Rahul Dravid. No, that's, that's your perfect choice. Copy paste Rahul Dravid. Even Dravid will run, bro. This guy doesn't yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah, run. Yeah. <laughs> and under the yo-yo system, he doesn't manage to run. There, Dravid used to run without that yo-yo test being involved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, and I think, I think it's a good comparison because I'm so excited that after, I can't remember the last time we have a, a bowler who's in like two, one or two bowlers who be considered in like the top five, top five to ten bowlers in the world. Both are pace bowlers. Shami and Bumra are both killing it as fast bowlers. It's amazing to see. I want to ask, I don't know what you all think about the new selection. So, Siraj getting picked in the in the team. I, I, I Is it largely off his IPL form? Is there something more behind his domestic performance that also led to this? What do you guys think about it? I really, one thing, I since Shivam Dubey and Washington Sundar played so much cricket, I've just had my eyes on Bangalore and that. Just before the IPL, the amount of backing Shivam, Dubey and Washington Sundar, I still agree because 
he's like your next Ashwin. Everything is the same about them, more or less. And he gives you a little better batting, I would say, because he's already started earlier. But what Shivam Dubey did because Hardik Pandey was injured, I could not understand that. And then same thought came in my mind when Siraj got selected. And Siraj, for me, I saw you all speak last time and you all spoke about Dinda. And probably before that performance, for me, Siraj was competing with Dinda for that position. And I'm not being harsh. He had a couple of good games that two wickets to made in and that, that got him selected. It's, I, okay, it, he's a fast bowler. You can take him. You, you've anyways taken literally the whole country's fast bowlers. Because if you all seen, they've taken Tiagi and all of them as net bowlers. So I guess Siraj, I don't see him get a game, to be honest. I don't see him get a game with the bowling that we have, but you never know. Because it's just three one day, three T20. So I don't see too much rotation needing to happen. Actually, Danish, that brings me back to one more person who I've never understood and I still fail to understand is Vijay Shankar. He's along the same boat again. Same uh, boat. I, same. I just... Yeah, uh, so yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So India, after we found Hardik Pandya, so you know, in the previous thing, I want to say, if for me, I don't know, people have different perceptions of Hardik Pandya and I know all of them. But I really think that guy has a bundle of talent. Man, he is gifted and how... I really saw him, I really still see him going with Ben Stokes saying, you're not just becoming this generation's all-rounder. I want to be in it. I don't know why he's not bold. I don't know why Mumbai Indians haven't or he hasn't come out and officially said when he wants to. You know that balance that you're talking to this Australia, when we travel to Australia or England, you play Hardik Pandey as your fourth teamer and you take out that Hanuman Vyari from the team and play him as a batsman. That's where you get five bowlers. You'll get a proper balanced team and that is what I want Hardik Pandey. I just can't understand why he's not bowling here. Because he will give, in Australia and England and South Africa, when you're traveling to these three places, Hardik Pandya will be a gem. Because he'll be that fourth teamer that will give a break to Bumrah who's running in at, and bowling a good hard over spell and not making bowl a six over spell because you don't have options. And we don't even have a part-time bowler. Like these guys have Labushain and stuff like that who will bowl as the fifth bowler. We have literally no one in this batting that even turns their arm over to give that you know, like two, three overs before the new ball. So that's what scares me when you play just four bowlers. And same with the one days. If you come to the one days and T20, I am not a fan of five bowlers. I, as a, if I was a captain, I was a coach, I need that six bowler. Whether it's Kedar Jadav also. But that is why Kedar Jadav was in the team for so long. Because he did what Raina did. For no, the, the same role that Raina did. Or, but he, or what yeah. Tendulkar and Sehwag did. Five exactly. Five Back in, even Rohit Sharma, Kohli used to do it. I don't know, like, I don't know what's with the shoulder. I don't know. Like, it's too much for these batsmen to bowl a couple of overs or remain fit and just when the team needs it. Uh, I was just going to add to what Dani said. And I understand why Hardik wasn't picked. Obviously, lack of match, uh, fitness, all of that. He was away for so long. He hadn't played cricket only. So, you can't put him into the test squad. But I do yeah. see him filling in that role. I think the bowling thing also came down to the simple fact that Bombay had such a strong lineup, right? So they didn't need his overs, is what I'm trying to say. There could have been instances where he could have bowled and should have bowled. But then I guess Pollard just played so much cricket before that. And otherwise, we never see Pollard bowl. So I think it was one of those. Uh, the other thing that I feel with Hardik is... I, I don't like him bowling in one day, personally. I, he's very inconsistent because he bowls that juicy, good length delivery which gets smashed nowadays in limited overs cricket. But in tests, that line and length works. Especially on wickets which do a lot. And he's got that decent uh, pace. The ball, sometimes it gets stuck on the track also with his pace. Because he's got a decent height at least. So, 
I just wanted to add to that point that I do agree with Danish that I see Hardik maybe not at Stokes level yet. Batting-wise, no doubt. He's got ample amounts of talent and the way he bats, man, it's it, he looks like he was born to bat. He hits that ball so cleanly when he hits it. It's None of his sixes are less than 90 meters and it's not even be, about being a hard hitter. It's just natural flow. And it's amazing. Very few people ever have had that sort of capability. The last I can remember from India probably is Seva Gundi in terms of actually being able to hit that ball like that. Dhoni is a different caliber again. So, I don't think Dhoni fits into that criteria. But yeah, in terms of pure but, natural hitting ability. Let me just tell you why I back Hardik Pandya so much. So, since we've grown up, I think we've seen all kinds of players come and be replaced with quality. So, one player that we didn't watch also and we didn't get India to see was Kapil Dev and fast bowling all-rounder. Which is what Hardik Pandya gave us and which is what I'll come back to why Vijay Shankar was in the team and why Shivam Dubey were in the team. Because we realized the value of a fast bowling all-rounder. Which is why when Hardik Pandya got injured, we solely must have said, I want this balance, I want the balance. They went with Vijay Shankar in the World Cup out of everything. It fell flat. And Shivam Dubey was taken on all these tours just to because you're playing for Bangalore in a few months and the pandemic came. It looked even more stupid why Shivam Dubey played for India. So, yeah, that, that is why I, I back Hardik Pandya so much. Because if you have a fast bowling all-rounder with all the spinners and we have spin bowling all-rounder. So, that's the only block we miss. Then you take us anywhere in the world. There's no way we can't be called challenging for that series. So, what IPL has given us, the talent we have. Other countries who die to take so many of our batsmen that are not going to get a chance. So, if, if, with, so is, if Hardik Pandya takes it, we're done. For me. So, Danish, uh, uh, now let our viewers know one thing. Like, obviously, you have definitely expressed a lot of concerns about the current Indian team, the current squad gathering for Australia. But, uh, given the squad, who, according to you, are the players to look out for? Or who do you think could be surprises, surprise packages? Uh, we have KL Rahul back in the team. Uh, he did not perform well last time. It's a big uh, series for him. Uh, maybe he could be a surprise package for us. What's he your will. general take in terms of, uh, like, the players to look out for on both the sides? But largely, let's, let's start off with focusing on India and then Australia. So, definitely KL Rahul will. Uh, there's no doubt to me because I, I see his position now automatically with this whole Kohli Rohit Sharma thing. There's no way that he can be left out because there's no space in the team. So, automatically, he will open with, uh, for me, hopefully Dhawan in the one day of C20s, they can flip a coin and decide who opens with KL. But uh, in the one days, I want Dhawan there. Mm, I I want to see Sanju Samson at 5. I'm a little bored of Manish Pandey personally. I know what he can do. We can see what he's done on his best day. We've seen what he does on his worst day. We know he's top in the field. So, But I would want to see Sanju Samson at 5. So for me, the one-day team would be, if in that term, it would be Shikhar, um, Shikhar KL, Kohli, Shreyas, uh, Sanju Samson, Hardik Pandey at 6, Jadeja 7, um, Chahal 8 and then 3 fast bowlers with Shami, Bumra and uh, whoever wants, whoever is Saini or whoever gets the call up in the one days and the T20s. So that for me will be the core for both both the series. I don't think, do think that of, number do 5 is... What do you think of Saini considering the fact that he had a pretty decent IPL and uh, with his pace and like and how the Australian tactics are like pretty pacey and there's good bounce. What do you think like don't you think he could perhaps be one key performer for India? Yeah, he's quality. That's what I said. That's why I, I was I'm ready to, if, if Ishant or any of the first three fast bowlers are not there, 
and i i agree with someone said umesh you don't want to see him even i agree with you but umesh does well in these conditions where there is something that the wicket offers because his balls move around they do something but yeah i would go with seni i would give him the heads up even in the one day and t20s he performs well i think if ishan is not fit or ishan's not fit for the first test seni can go with bumrah and uh, this one that would be my my selection another another question for you all is which is going to be the aussie tailender who's first to hit a 50 because there's always one guy who goes pat cummins lion once agar did it once gillespie did it so who is your bet on the first guy who we think oh god they 200 for 7 were set and then they make the score 350 or 360 who's your prediction for that guy cummins goes cummins 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 i think it's going to happen like who does it uh, <laughs> I don't care. I just think I just don't want it to happen. It, I mean, I think it it is so frustrating when you think you have it in the bag. You need two or three wickets, and then you can start afresh. You can do whatever it is you plan to do with your batting, right? But no, these guys will absolutely tire you out, and they do it consistently every match. And that and- I I have never seen that tail end collapse as fast as ours. That has never happened. <laughs> I mean, not to my recollection. <laughs> no, and I think I, you know, I think that's one thing I I do like about Kohli as our test captain transitioning from Dhoni. I don't think he's necessarily el- el- you know elated it just yet, but he is a little more aggressive. I feel with the tail, he really closes in on the field. He really puts in fast bowlers. He's yeah. aggressive, whereas I think Dhoni kind of stepped back a bit. So I do like that about Kohli as compared to Dhoni for for tests at least. I also think one Australian player, uh, Will Pukowski, uh, in the last I think two matches in the Sheffield uh, Sheffield Shield, he has hit two back-to-back double uh, centuries, and uh, uh, highly likely that he will make his Test debut against India. So I think that guy for the Australian team could be a player to. Uh, yeah, so Shubham, one more record for them, right? Uh, another debutant scoring a century against India. Get get ready, get ready. <laughs> Cricket was already inputted it. They just have to press enter next. That's it. <laughs> you know, in fact, talking about records, uh, if Kohli hits another century uh, um, uh, in, in an ODI game, he will equal uh, Sachin's record of uh, nine um, centuries hit against Australia. That's the most by any Indian batsman. Uh, but I'm not sure if he'll be playing ODI or what's going to be his status. But if he does that, then that's uh, another record for Kohli. Yeah. So no, I I just actually wanted to share something now that we both talking about India, Australia, and making this comparison. and what's quite interesting is historically if you just look at the record the border gavaskar trophy ever since it was named the border gavaskar trophy when india and australia faced off india have played australia six times in australia we've been successful on two occasions once was everyone remembers that infamous 2003 2004 series uh, where ganguly led us to a one all draw uh, dravid had his double century saved our asses in Uh, on a couple of occasions in that series uh, the sad thing was the year after that dravid who was captaining india we ended up losing in india itself uh, but then obviously last year was our first ever win against australia in australia but if you see historically we're overall up in this border gavaskar trophy at least and uh, yeah so i just wanted to share that and surprising thing right that you know we criticize india so much about not performing abroad but it seems like no teams perform abroad anywhere and, and so think, yeah 
I think a couple, like two quick things. Like one thing is like let's not forget the 2007-2008 series. That one test was BS. I don't like to blame umpiring decisions for losing a test, but that is the one test I will say we lost because of umpiring decisions purely. Um, Steve Buckner, what the fuck, man? <laughs> um, and then the second thing I want to say, the one thing that I think we now hold India to a standard of like an all-time great team, and that's I think where we've not taken the next step of winning everywhere. You know, the the team of Australia from 1998 to 2010 exactly. won everywhere, and exactly. that's what yep. we haven't seen from India or frankly any country currently. Which I, I agree with Mazhar. No country does that so far. Uh, but those are my only two quick points. Uh, but anyways, moving on from this. Um, Danish, um, what are your predictions for Test, ODI, and T20? Where do you see us finish? Do you see us winning anything? Will Test be a draw? Will it be a washout? Everything. What are your predictions? White ball cricket with six games, three three. We'll win one of the series. I'd, I'd take a safe odd and say one we'll win for sure. We have a chance to win both with the white ball. Because I think playing so much IPL, our players are right ready to go, if you get what I'm trying to say. You know, they're in prime condition. So, there's no excuses of that. These guys have started net. They've gone decent. They've had decent time in Australia. So, it's not that they've been thrown into the deep end from nowhere. So, they'll take one, two games. So, white ball cricket, one series for sure we win. Test matches, probably no, a 2-1 Don't one say lot. one series. Be, be specific with numbers, okay? Yeah. And listen, yeah. putting some pressure on you, every single guest who's come on our podcast, they've got their prediction spot on, okay? So, we want you to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, okay. So, I think test matches, you said, the best we can expect, I think, is a draw, right? I think that... Yeah, yeah. That, is, that, is, that, is that I'm clear one. on. That, that I'm clear on. Best we can expect is a draw. 2-1 loss, probably my prediction for okay. the test. Yeah, we probably win uh, the T20s and probably lose the one day. Okay, so I, think I don't, I don't believe we lose the one days, but like I don't, it'll be quite shocking we go there and win both the series because Australia is Australia. At the end of the day, they aren't there to like come on. Yeah, I know. They, they've never taken it lying down ever, huh? and they won't this time either. They have their big guns back. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be yeah, as yeah. Uh, convenient as people imagine it to be because we've had a lot of white ball practice in the last month and a half. And and I think what one thing you to keep in mind is like when they lost Steve Smith, they got a second Steve Smith. Like they somehow managed to like rebirth exactly. the second guy in Manus, and now they basically have two Steve Smiths. And obviously Warner will be raring to go. He loves performing. I mean, he loves. I don't know if he loves playing against India, but he'll be he loved going at the bowlers at the top of the order. So it'll be a tough series for sure. Someone else um, give me a prediction. Join okay, in with I'll Shubham, you I'll join in. No, no, I want Shubham to join <laughs> in with people. Let Shubham give me one. No. Let's, think, let's hear um, I think, I think uh, Test, uh, I think Australia will, will win Test. I think uh, ODI, uh, I think ODI also Australia will win and T20 India should win. That is what I think. You basically uh, copied me. You copied me fully. But that is what I think. Fully you copied. But that is what I think. No, but like, full copy. No, no, so, so we so died I'm, that good. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to go slightly different. Uh, I'll predict the scores. I, I don't know how many ODIs are there. Sorry about that. But, 3-3. 3-3. Uh, okay. 3-3. Okay. Yeah. Fine. So then, test matches, I think, we'll win one test. Uh, we'll win in Adelaide, according to me. Historically, we'll, we've always done well there. I think that'll be our saving grace. Adelaide, Zindabad. Uh, I think that's one test we'll win. I'd, if at all, we win. But I, I'm 
honestly, I'm more on the fence of that. I think we'll end up losing the series. Maybe 2-0. End up drawing the other two. Uh, ODIs, I think we'll win 2-1. And T20s, uh, I think they'll win 2-1. So, I, I mean, in terms of predictions, again, it's the same yeah. as you guys. Yeah. But No, no, uh, I think you changed it up. No, you changed up the white ball. You changed right, up the I white ball. You said India, India will yeah. win, where yeah. Danish yeah. and I predicted that it will be, yeah. be the reverse. Yeah. So, then that's it, guys. That is basically our India-Australia series analysis. Uh, the predictions are out. Um, stay tuned for our um, next few podcasts. The previous podcast will be linked below. Um, all our social media handles will be linked below. Thank you, Danish. Thank you so much for taking time out. And, guys, uh, thanks guys for having me. It was great that you shared all your insights and your views. And uh, till then, uh, keep watching all our previous episodes. Follow us on all our social media handles. And we'll see you guys again next week. All right. Thanks, Danish.